Konnichiwa and hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Locked Automotive Media Podcast, based here in Toronto, Canada. I'm your host, Jamal, or Jay Clay for short. The purpose of this podcast is to share my passion and joy of the automotive industry, especially within the JDM market, and to inspire others in the car community to live out their dreams and keep the drive alive. I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoy creating. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. You have tuned in for another episode of Locked Automotive Media. I'm your host, Jamal, and I have my other two special guests slash co-hosts, George and Ryan, back on the show. Um, so thanks for tuning in. I uh, appreciate you listening and staying with us for this long. Uh, so today we got a special treat, um, a special car that we're going to be talking about today. But first, uh, George, Ryan, what have you guys been up to these days in the automotive world? Honestly, it's been pretty busy. Um, lots going on in the automotive industry. Lots of great news yeah. in the industry. I think, um, you know, the new Z just got revealed since the last time we spoke, right? A um, lot of uh, like the new uh, 86 and the BRZ platform yeah. is coming to live. Um, you know, we're hearing the new Miata is good. They're going to have the, sorry, the NE will have a naturally aspirated manual rear-wheel drive configuration. Really? Alongside with the hybrid, as it had confirmed. They're going to have a hybrid model as well? Oh, yeah. That's going to be their main focus. However, they are staying true to their roots, and they will make a raw version. So I'm happy about that. Um, I'm good with that, right? And personally, I I just got a new daily. So Congratulations, um, sir. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's... uh, um, Got rid of the WRX, went to a really good home, so I'm really happy about that, and um, got myself into a Mark Seven GTI. Right. So that's beautiful, yeah. man. Oh, the those cars are fun. Yeah. They are. Those cars are very fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's that's awesome. Ryan, what have you been up to? Lots. We got we got a <laughs> special surprise for you guys <laughs> with Ryan, with Ryan. So Ryan, without indicating the surprise, you know, how's life? How's how's the, how's the automotive world treating you? Uh, pretty good. Automotive world's been treating me pretty good. I've been doing a lot of been watching a lot of reviews online. Um, a lot of guys on YouTube have been posting a lot of reviews for a lot of good cars. Um, I've looked at things like you know, the RS7, that's a brand new one. Oh. Um, I personally think the car looks great. Um, I know not everyone likes that car, but it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, looked at a bunch of older cars, so E46 M3s. I've looked at uh, I looked at the new Z. Uh, it's growing on you, right? It is growing. Yeah, uh, I'm not particularly fond of the front end yet, but it takes it's it's not for everyone, but it takes getting used yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, um, not a whole lot uh, other than watching the prices. Uh, Actually, there is the one cars. thing. There was one thing. You went to the M3 M2 meet that uh, we went to together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was, was fun. And you met somebody with um, I can't remember what car that was exactly. You know better than me. That the white one. Yeah, the M2. And them too. Uh, yeah. Would you be, what what suspect was it? 2019, 18? Uh, I don't know the year. Okay, but he had it was a newer model because he had the S55 engine, so that's the same engine that's in the um, F80 M3 and M4. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, great. That's awesome. You guys seem to have a jam-packed uh, time. I, I I've had somewhat of a I guess you could say update. Um, I got, I kind of, one of the updates here, I got a whole bunch of new 
automotive media from Japan. Oh, yes, there. Let's 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 give uh, Ryan one too because he needs to yes. hold one too. There we go. <laughs> Got a whole bunch of automotive media um, from Japan. Very Nissan biased here. I know it is. I, I am so Nissan biased, especially GTR biased yeah. for some reason. I, <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder why. Uh, but you know, I love GTRs. It's uh, my thing. And I want to collect as much memorabilia for GTRs because it looks like as time goes on, things are fading, right, guys? Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really trying to connect with the GTR legacy. I also got this new diecast. Um, George, <laughs> do you like to display it? <laughs> it is the R32 GTR. I got it um, from uh, Mr. Victor Lee. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're trying to open, open the door? Okay, open the door. It is an auto art, which has the ability to open doors. Things are fully working. Um, you can even see the felt in the actual um, interior. Color, everything is to the T, just like my GTR. You can even actually even open the engine bay in a hood prop. So I, it's pretty cool how it has an active steering rack. Yeah, oh, that's that, too. That's cool. I yeah. can attest it's very, very quality. The seats is actually like seat fabric material inside where you can feel it. It's, yeah. it's insane. It's, it's crazy. I, actually, um, Ryan, you've been an owner and a collector of a die cast in the past too. You have an auto art, auto art die cast. Yeah, right? I have a lot of F1 cars. Um, I have Schumacher's F2004. I have Kimmy's rookie McLaren that he was a- Kimmy Reckonin. Yeah. Nice. And he's retiring this year. Oh yeah, yeah. I call him like the twenty years. I call him like the straight face wonder because he's yeah, always so yeah. straight faced all the time. Yeah. He never. He's got, I know you don't watch F one much, but he never smiles. He just like he's like. So how's the race gonna be? Very good. Yeah. <laughs> like, how was the race plan? Yeah, you know it was good. I had uh, some trouble in the first stint, and yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah, it very anticlimactic. Yeah. Just like straight neutral. But Kimmy, yeah. we still love watching you. Yeah, so absolutely. Hopefully, watching. you don't take offense to that because we don't. We mean. No offense at all. Yeah. But yeah, um, honestly, that's pretty cool. Maybe just yeah. smile more, though. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, he's he's an yeah. amazing driver. Yeah. Um, sad to see him go, but it's been 20 years. Uh, it's a long time he's had, driving. He's had a great career. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's been pretty much my update. I have the R32 GTR. I have the uh, WRX still as well. Just trying to perfect that into being the ultimate daily. Um, just got an AOS. Uh, I got to go pick up another part that I forgot with the guy. Uh, boost controller for the, uh, the WRX as well. And um, some EGR and TGV deletes. So I'm going to be putting those on it. It's going to make the car just run a lot more smoother and everything like that. But on to the next uh, topic. Um, basically, we would like to talk about the new addition to the family. And this comes from our good friend, Ryan. Ryan has yep. got a, actually Ryan, you take the wheel, man. I, 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 yeah. I don't think I can do it justice. Uh, so I've purchased an F82 M4. Um, it's been one of the cars I've wanted for a very long time. So I've been a BMW fan forever since the E46 M3. Um, loved them. Uh, I had an E92 335, built that car. Uh, but then, you know, it kind of took a break as priorities change. Mm -hmm. So things like buying a house and stuff kind of took more priority than having a car and maintaining it. So I chose to get rid of that 335. 
thankfully that went to a great owner as well. It was another enthusiast, um, took care of the car, drove it like it was meant to be driven. Um, didn't just, you know, store it in a garage forever. Um, like some collectors do. Um, but yeah, uh, purchased that F82. I've been wanting it, been wanting the M3, I should say, since I was a kid. Yeah. And you've not been talking is, about it. Yeah. yeah it. The F82 is just the M4 is essentially the M3 because it's just because BMW changed their naming convention to the two door slash four door. If you give us actually a, a little, I, just in case there are any new listeners to the podcast, just give yeah. us a little background on the evolution to your vehicle as you have it today. Yeah, so the E92 M3 was the previous, sorry, now it's the two previous generations. Now they have the new models, the G80 and the G82 M4s, M4 and M3. Um, previously, M3s were uh, two doors. And then in the E92, sorry, it was four door as well in previous generations. Um, but in the E92, as an example, that was the last year of the M3 as a coupe. BMW then changed their naming convention so that even numbers were uh, were known as coupes mm-hmm. and odd numbers were uh, four doors. I, I heard there was a, a little bit of a, what would you say, uh, a drawback to that kind of naming convention. Um, and I heard personally from you, this is, it felt like you, they kind of diluted things a bit. I, I personally think they diluted the brands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, a, as an example, they have a four series. Mm-hmm. Four, they call it a Grand Coupe, a four-door, four-series, and they have a three-series, which is four-door. What's the difference? A couple of inches in, in terms of the car, the length, and, and how eight wide grand, it is? You pay eight grand more for the frameless yeah. window. Yeah. Basically, yeah. rear eight window. grand more. I'm pretty sure that's, that is... Don't call me on the number, but yeah. it's significant that it's only non... It's literally not functional, not yeah. justifiable. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's my opinion as well. Yeah. Um, I would just think if you're going to have a naming convention like that, then why would you have a four-door four series? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. but Audi's I mean, doing the same thing though, to be fair. Audi's doing the same thing with the A5 because they have, a, I think it's called the A5. S line? No. Um, don't quote me on the name, but the A5 now comes in four-door as well as a sedan. They the call a- it a Sportback. Sportback. That's it. A5 Sportback. Yeah. It's the exact same idea. As uh, as the BMW, right? Because well, was then, was Audi the same odd and even? Yes. So A4 yeah. is always the sedan. Oh, okay. A5 was yeah. always the coupe. Yeah. And then now I'm confused. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, and I think that was partially one of the reasons why I stuck with uh, JDM in terms of my main affiliations because I love cars. Yeah. To be fair about JDM with their naming convention, Infinity, for example, name dropping right now from um, what do you call it, JX to uh, to to a Q6, uh, QX60, excuse me, yeah. um, G37 to a Q60. All of a sudden, yeah. Um, let me just, I'll stop yeah. right there. Yeah. You get so, the idea, and that's fair, and that's fair. But let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Well, uh, with that, we, yeah. Go ahead. This is what I think. I think all manufacturers are trying to cater to every single niche that there is. Yes. So BMW has a one series, a two series, a three series, four, five, six, no longer six, sorry. They have a oh, seven, they got rid of the six. The six is now the eight. The eight series. See that? Yeah. And that's what I mean. So you are right. I actually do agree. Um, 
Nissan can do a better job at that. Infinity. Nissan stuck to its roots. Sentra still <laughs> Sentra. Yeah. Frontier GTR. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The North American uh, part of the company, uh, would they diversify things to try to cater to luxury of different niches? I feel that mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, I feel like that it just puts kind of paper mache over things, which it, you know what it is. Yeah. And yes, that those naming conventions, I agree. I, I find it very pointless. Like I, I, I would personally love to call the G35 and Nissan Skyline, 3.5 GT. I'd love to, I'm, I'm, but they also have diversified in Japan apparently now as well. So like, if you actually look at some of the boxes of parts that you buy from like the stock, stock at, at Nissan in Japan, it'll say infinity as well. So they've kind of adopted things in that style as well. So I, I but when you tell me like a four series is a three series that should have been a previous three series to a four series, I get so confused. And then you're telling me about Audi doing so, the same thing. I, I'm pretty sure all of them, all brands, uh, are probably doing that. Like I, I know, I, I can appreciate Mercedes. Uh, I've never owned one. Um, same thing, yeah. But I can't tell you pretty straight what what E class like three or five fifty is compared to. I don't even know if that's a model, guys. It is. Is it? Yep. It is. E five. Okay. Um, and I think I've seen like the 350, the E series yeah. 350. So now they have yeah. a second AMG trim that's similar to the M, yeah. uh, like the 340i M. Right. Right. Now they have the E43 M3. Oh, right. actually, sorry, E43 AMG. Jordan, what do you think about the this naming convention? I guess you could say addition to the spectrum. That's what I would call it. I think at the end of the day, guys, give me a good car, right? Like if yeah. it's a good car, I don't really care what the name is. It's, uh, Sorry, yeah. let me let me correct myself. I understand the mass market is trying to differentiate, trying to tailor to people's yeah. needs, right? But at the end of the day, guys, all automakers make your hero cards good for us, right? Yes, thank yeah. you. And then thank you. Everything will follow. Everything will follow. That was that was a statement yeah. of the day. Yeah. The day. I wish yeah. I could, if I can add something to this video, yeah. maybe there's gonna be sparks <laughs> or fireworks blowing up right here because <laughs> yes, make the, the make. The hero car is better for us. Make the Supra, make the, the BRZ, the 86, the GTR, the Z. What else is there? Ah, bring back the Evo, Mitsubishi. Come on. And here's my argument, guys, <coughs> Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> when you make the hero car right, the rest will follow, right? If you just chase profitability, if you just tr- chase what people are looking for, quote unquote, without a hero car, I don't know, guys. I don't know. When you put an Eclipse to an SUV, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. You know, that's that's just my thing, right? Yeah, like, I think yeah. brand loyalty comes from a halo car, from a fascination, from, you know, an ideal that the brand presents. And that's exactly the case. Like, yeah. when you think, you hear the, the words GT most of the time, and you even think with G, you're thinking GTR, you're thinking AMG GTT. These names hold a, a an ambiance that's it's a legacy that you you can't really put into words unless you are some sort of um, automotive news reporter so i think so i think that's actually what they've done is diluted the top brand of cars so bmw as an example use m so bmw used to have you had an m3 or an m5 that was the top tier car you have the M3 and then the M3 competition. 
for the M5 competition. Yeah, and you told me about the GTS, GTS. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, the M4 GTS. Yeah. Um, but that was that's a special, special car. But yeah, I know. Um, but they have the M4 CS, M4 competition. Yep. Base M4. Yep. So they're that in my once again my opinion. 440 I M. M. Yes. So there. I seen that. And that, was it? Wasn't there also um, a Z four forty M? I seen as well. Yeah. So, I seen so many numbers and badges. It so, just blows my mind. And this comes back comes back to the point. Before, um, I'd like to say the E ninety gen because I have E ninety two three thirty five I. Let's give a year. Um, what's it, what's a year between those the range? Uh, I think 15? that was. Seven to thirteen. Seven to thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Seven to thirteen. So two thousand seven to thirteen. Yeah. Um, I think that's when it began. The three thirty five, you could get an M, um, an M. They called an M Sport package. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was pretty much like you know sportier package to the car. Um, same thing they do today, but now every single line of car has it. Almost every single line has it. Um, even an X2, an X2 has it exactly like what the X3 has on? it. Yeah, it's not. Oh, so you're not you're not very much in agreement with it either. I don't like guys throwing AMG C43. Yeah. That's pissing me off, man. Yeah, what's going on? That's not an AMG. Where's the V8? <laughs> exactly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, Do you agree? Agree? I C, C63 AMG. Exactly. Yes. I agree. It's like C3. That's it. It should be AMG. Should Stop be right there. AMG. Yep. If you want to put a sport brand, put a sport brand on it. Just don't call it AMG. Don't call it M. Yeah. Because they're not the actual M cars or AMG. Cars. Well, from what I understand, and Ryan, you can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. Um, they, like, even with the SUVs, right? They never had any M series on the SUVs on, on the start. At first, they, they never had that either. But then they came out with the X5M. And now they have the X5M competition. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, it's a competition package, but I'm just getting to before when you bought an M car. It's an M car. It's an M car. That's the top. It was one brand, one car. I can align to the X5Ms and the X6M. So yeah, those were cool. Like back in the days, those were true M cars. Like, they were. To yes. be honest with you, they were and true. They M cars. still are. They still are too. But yeah, now because the X5M yeah. is is an actual M car. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. But I'm. But what I'm, what, we're, what I'm getting to is the other lines that they're putting it into. Yeah. It's not an M car, so don't give it the M badge. Yeah. Um, you want to call it a sport package? Call it the 340i with the sport package. Mm. Or 340i sport. Sport plus. Do whatever you yeah. want. Like, give it a... Just don't give it the M badge. Yeah. It's not... You're and, diluting the brand. And I think, like, kind of going back to your point, build a Halo car. You see, or you, you see it today. A lot of people with non M cars, as I'm using BMW here because I have one, use M badges on the, they use the M colors on their regular non M cars. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like they the grills, chose the grills yep. Yep. to have the M colors. Whatever someone wants to do with their cars, that's fine with them. That shows you that, yeah, they like the Halo cars and I'm sure they would want to get one so one day. I'm guessing right. that would. That would uh, equate to the, the phrase, and you can uh, tell me if you agree with me, George. Build them if, and they will come. Build them and they will come. Yeah. Everything takes time, right? So yeah. 
you know, from a reputation, from an anticipation standpoint, it takes time to build a brand, right? It takes time to build hype for Halo car, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I think to be honest with you, stick with, with what you're good at and Mm -hmm. listen to your customers, listen to your, listen to enthusiasts because from there, your brand will grow. I know those cars are not the most profitable ones. Build them, create excitement. Yeah. The rest will come. That's yeah. that's my best advice, to be honest with you, as an enthusiast. So to give you an example, when I sold my 335, I had taken it into a dealership. It wasn't a BMW dealership, but I was just looking for another car. Um, just something reliable, an economy car. Something that I would never have to worry about breaking down or... At this time, this was my first house. I was the only one on it in terms of paying mortgage. So I was doing everything by myself. So my concern was because I had the 335 and I had it built. Feasibility. My next thing was the turbos. If they go, I don't have a car to drive because I got to rip out the engine, rip out the tranny, essentially. Mm -hmm. Big job. It's a huge job. And if I pay a shop, it's like six grand. Mm -hmm. Like turbos alone, I think it's about three grand. And then the job itself is probably around three grand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be left without a car. And if I'm doing it myself, I'm left without a car for like two weeks plus because I can't work on it every day. I have work, I have other responsibilities. Got life. Exactly. Life. So want to enjoy life with the car. Not nonetheless, the point say, of yeah. the story is I was offered $8,000 for that car. What? Yeah. This was in 2015. By a dealership. By a dealership. Wow. I sold I that car. Absolutely. I sold that car for 23000 You know what they said? They said the car will not sell. And I was like, nope, the right buyer will come. This is an enthusiast car. Twenty three grand. Um, wow. Eight grand. That is a yeah, slap. That is so face. rude. That Absolutely. is disgusting. Absolutely. Yeah. That is a slap in the face. And they try to, they try, the funny thing is they tried to swing at this. Oh, I've never seen this before. You're going to get a car, um, you know, not having, we actually owe you money. I was like, guys, I'm not selling this car to you. All I did, all I did, I wasn't even looking, I wasn't serious. I was just looking around and they saw the car and they're like, would you trade this in? I was like, well, what would you give me for it? And then it took them half an hour to go do their assessment for some reason um, because I was just asking. I think they're just they just in the back haggling. They look at the car for like maybe two minutes, three minutes, four, five minutes tops, yeah. and then they just say they, they probably go back and they're like, "What are we gonna do to this guy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so to the point. Um, yeah, they they offered eight grand. So the right car will sell to the right customer. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. So if, if you build your Halo cars as we're talking about, they will sell. Um, They'll sell. You'll yeah. have your guys out there that, that sell. And the best thing about cars is, especially the Halo cars, it's usually a community. Oh, yeah. There's they usually can... online forums. There's meet, There's car meets. There's shows. It's, it's actually, I, I, I truly actually believe that the car enthusiast community has actually grown again. It's starting to, on its, it's like a reinception, a rebirth, uh, for lack of a better phrase that it's happening right now. I see more meets than I used to see back in the day when I used to go on forums and, yeah. and, and look for meets. I see a lot more cars and coffee. The other day I saw a, I guess you could say it's a bit of a social media challenge 
where everyone was going to 7-Elevens and parking up front and then taking their pictures and tagging 7-Elevens. So it's a new resurgence of car enthusiasts. And I think manufacturers, um, auto manufacturers all over the world, I think you need to hear the, hear the, 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 the voices of the car enthusiasts because we're here, we're waiting. We are, we're, we're waiting for things to, to, you know, be somewhat similar to what they used to be, but an even better um, venture into the future. So I think that. I'll add on that one, um, one more point as sure. well. The enthusiasts are going to be your biggest advocate of your brand. It does, it's not necessarily tied into your halo car. I'm going to say this right now because I grew up loving Mazdas, right? Look into the camera and tell them exactly. Loving Mazdas. <laughs> I had... I have my MX-5, and to be honest with you, right, I talked my mom out of a BMW because I said, hey, listen, Mazda is the best brand. Test drive the CX-5, the new CX-5. Whatever the innovation and engineering, the passion that's put in that vehicle is also in the CX-5. You can feel it. And that this, this is definitely one of those brands that creates that. The Jimba Itai, the, you know, ride, rider yeah, horse yeah. is one. It's in every single vehicle in yeah. that lineup. Yeah. Now, going into Volkswagen, now being, this is my first VW yeah. as well, right? Yeah. GTI? Yeah. It How was, is that? I love it. It's the best. It's it's the it's it's the best. It's the best daily. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's. He's got lost for words, people. It's so refined. <laughs> yeah. um, love the power of crisis compelled him. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> or yeah. V-Dub. The you, power of V-Dub is you put me. You put me on a spot here. <laughs> The, the point is, right? It's you know the G. I'm 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 falling in love with the GTI. Yeah, I'm falling in love with the brand. VW. The entire, I would say, perception has changed from just from this one of the, one of the most heritage cars in your lineup, right? Honestly, now I will consider I would consider like an Atlas if I needed a vehicle. I would I would look really hard into yeah. it because I said, you know what? These characteristics from the GTI. Yeah. Does it carry over to the rest of your lineup? You know what I mean? This is what I'm trying to tie into. Is the Halo car, I'm not saying develop the Halo car and do what you're doing. Trickle it down. Bring the elements down into your lower lineup. Not lower lineup, but your everyday car. Yeah, your other, your other, your other options. Yeah. The everyday customer that don't care about cars might not care about these things, but that's how you build your brand. If you keep the enthusiast in mind when you're developing the rest of your lineup, it's just loyalty, loyalty, yeah. loyalty. Yeah. It's all I got to say. No, I, I, so, I completely agree. And Mazda is the best of doing that in the business, period. Guys, you might see an RX-7 come in maybe two or three years. Yeah. You might, you might, like, hold on, you might see something else. <laughs> but yeah. um, let's go back to the M4. Yeah. We went out for a drive. Um, I'm Very sure you pushed the car. Oh, it was... It was <laughs> Undisclosed location, close track. Yeah, I might, I might place it. I might, I might cut in a little bit of our, our Mexico track, our, yeah. <laughs> our Mexico track adventure here. But oh my god, it was. I was. I think all I could say is oh, the entire time <laughs> because there was just no words. Like, yeah. is that the first time you like really opened it up? Uh, it is because today was the first day. It's been warm enough. Oh, he uh, christened it. We should have knocked this bottle of champagne on it. Well, that's the first time I've opened it up that much. When I when I did it, when I first got it, it was cold. Um, so Kaylin was very happy on the car. Yeah. Um, Good for the turbos, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just didn't, I didn't push it because 
it just got a big heart. Of so, course. Um, when it's the summer, uh, that's going to be a whole different story. When it's 40 <laughs> degrees on the asphalt, yeah. it's going to... And tell the audience what tires you have. That's the reason you will get more contact. I have uh, Michelin pilot superstars yeah. on those. Yeah. So yeah. there's a temperature restriction on those tires, right? Like yeah, it pretty much anything under seven degrees yeah. Celsius. Um, not sure what Fahrenheit is for anyone that uses Fahrenheit. Well, we're in Canada, unfortunately, yeah. we don't use that. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the metric system. Uh, but yeah, um, under seven degrees, the tires do not perform at its optimal. But they are very good tires. Yes. Um, very tires. They're definitely very good tires. Um, Interior-wise, please. I love it. It's a uh, clean um, carbon fiber, uh, carbon fiber trim. Both of you guys have full leather, everything. Uh, I like, I personally think the interior is nice and simple. I don't think it's overly complicated. No. I wouldn't even say, I don't know, is simple a, a word that's good enough for it? Driver focused. There, that's yes, yes. it is drive, very driver focused. Um, but yeah, no, super clean car. Great car, um, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, uh, so it's a 2019, 18, uh, 18, 18? Yeah. Uh, M4, BMW M4. What's the um, do you know the horsepower and the torque? Uh, I think from stock, um, I think it's they rated 414. 414. You yeah. know what torque? Not 100% sure. Okay, but usually they have more torque. Um, they, so horsepower. BMW typically underrates okay. um, their cars. So. The last stock one that I've seen that has actually been dynoed was 484, even though they rated it 440. So I want to actually ask a question. And it was something that uh, we actually figured out, well, at least I figured it out while uh, uh, George was out for a bit and uh, Ryan and I were enjoying some uh, pleasant games in the sim racing of Gran Turismo. Um, I didn't realize that the M4 had a heads-up display. George, did you notice that? No, but that's that's a driver-focused feature, though, right? I, I just thought you might see it because you were in the back. Yeah, so. yeah, no, it, was, it was great. Yeah, I thought I when, he, when I saw him, like, hey, you want to do that? He's like, yeah, I saw it. Back, yeah. back, I have it all the time. Like, heads-up display was also uh, available on the C5 Corvette. Just wanted to. Yeah. Heads-up display was did on. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but did you know Heads Up Display was on the the 90, 92, sorry, 89 to 94 Sylvia? No, I did not know that. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah, and the 180. But I'm sure it's a different level of Heads Up Display. Oh, yeah, yours is, yours is, yours is uh, just an interesting fact that I wanted to throw <laughs> Significantly out. different, significantly yeah. different. Yeah. Um, yeah, the interior is nice. I love the carbon fiber, uh, the carbon fiber roof. Yeah, that sends it. Yeah. Amazingly. The lip in the front. Yeah. Uh, the uh, ductile it's white. It's white. It's a white. So oh, it's, 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 it's contrast. It's great. It's alpine white. I love the, the, the name of the actual yeah. color. Alpine white. Yeah. Like, it just sounds so crisp. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, it, it looks phenomenal. I love the width of your tires. I just always yeah. like a, a big, wide tire yeah. at the back. It makes the stance for any like sports car any gt car like looking yeah. phenomenal um and i think one of the at least i'm from what i remember you saying george what, um is your sense of speed could you could you even go based on that and yeah um i think i think jamal and i have kind of noticed a bit in the yeah. in the little past right with the, with the or experience with german cars is that or european cars in general is that you know 
speed feels different yes in the german car versus the japanese because it does i mean i have a so i have a japanese jdm under mm -hmm. my daily as a three mm -hmm. um and when i'm on the highway i definitely notice the difference in speed mm -hmm. the m4 like you know i, I could easily cruising could go like 140 and not know. um and not know. yeah um well I know because I have a heads up display, but it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> yeah, you should, should, you, should, you should be able to tell yeah. this speed from yeah. there. Two places to see it. But to put it in perspective, that feeling of doing like 140 feels like going 100 in the maximum. So you don't notice it. And it's so easy to go there. Um, yeah, huge difference. It's a big difference. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm looking to kind of look into the engineering aspects of it just to see what makes it so comfortable to drive at those speeds and not feel it and just feel you feel you still feel safe because usually let's be honest when you're reaching any speeds north of like 130 um you could you, you, with the speed rising your anxiety rises because your, yeah. your your concentration has to um focus in that much more yeah um I feel like you could, personally, it just felt like another day, a day driving to like the ice cream shop in your car. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, I've never driven a 35, R35. Yeah. Um, I um, have. But I'm curious to see how the speed mm -hmm. would feel in so, that. I, I um, yeah. So you were, you were going to say something, George. I'll get on the R35, but you were going to say something. I was just going to say the M4 is up here, but even the GTI is when you go it's very easily to get to 140 yeah. without realizing that's the only thing well, i want to i think say. and just to just go on that point with uh um george's new acquisition it's uh, for just amazing daily gti i got a chance to take it for a ride and um around the hills in my area and it was phenomenal because I, I i found a great area where you can test it on hills it is test the suspension part. yeah and it felt super sturdy Especially compared to my R32 GTR. Obviously, there's, let's see, uh, 26? 26 year gap. Oh, 20, actually, yeah, yeah 20, 26 year gap um, between the, between the cars, and yeah, you could tell the significant difference. It it absorbed everything, and I feel the same thing with the M4. It yeah. absorbs everything. Now, honestly, um, I I I find comfort in that, but also I'm wondering, does that take away from the visceral feeling? of when you're when you're driving i honestly probably think no just based on the evidence you showed me on that youtube video with uh the x f1 driver driving the m4 yeah. on on the nurbur uh Norsleth. yeah um and that was he seemed like he was feeling everything although i don't know i, I wasn't there um, so right? i will tell you i mean we were on mostly smooth roads yeah but the car has a very stiff suspension and you feel the bumps. Mm -hmm. You do feel it. Okay. Um, it's night and day between an economy car and, and this car. Okay. Um, we were on pretty smooth roads. And I would say there wasn't, but like if we were to go on the highway, mm -hmm. you guys would definitely feel um, every single bump. I think what Jamal's referring to, actually, actually we, I didn't mention this to mm -hmm. the two of you. It's not really the way it takes the bump. It's the rest of the car. It's, it's not the suspension. It's how the car, like interior, everything holds yeah. up. Yeah. It's, when you take a bump, you feel it, but 
feel like I don't I, I don't want to say it's a build quality thing, but there's no rattles. I think that's what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very I good think sound. That's, I think that's what it is. It's like that's what a German car is. It's yeah. yeah. With I, my WRX, <laughs> you hear a lot more uh yeah, no, that could definitely be it um, yeah. as tight. So BMW they have branded it themselves to be the ultimate driving machine, yeah. right? That's their brand. Yeah. That's their slogan. I'm not sure if they still use that, but um, and to me it shows. I had that same thing in the 335 back in 2008, um, and it's still true today. Fair enough. More. No, no, I can see that. I mean, based on what we felt in the passenger seats alone, I felt yeah. that. With the R35, uh, with the test drive we did back yeah. in uh, last April? December. Uh, April? April, I think. I think it was April. April. Yeah. In the spring. Something. Yeah. yeah with the spring when I yeah. told you. Yeah. 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 So um, when I did that test drive, I can see that, one, it, it is one of the earlier versions of the uh, GTRs, Ten. the 2010. Yeah. So it's the, I think that's the, was it the CB1? CB1? I don't know the monocle, but it's definitely yeah. the pre lift Yeah, yeah pre yeah, It's very planted. I'll say that, that is what I could say is probably one of the iconic feelings. It's very planted, so like it takes the turns very well. Um, I personally believe though, as you elaborated just a moment ago, George, that the way everything is put so together so tightly, everything sound yeah. deadening, the GTR doesn't compare to the BMW, the M4s, or at least European cars, yeah. your car and, and your car. It actually kind of, you guys have it beat. Yeah. It's just, well, a, it's just, I, I, I just think it is personally um, a trait in some Japanese cars that you're just not gonna get that feel. Definitely, definitely Boston. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know if that's true with a 2022, 2021 GTR. It might be a lot it's different. It's possible that they've changed it. Yeah. Because I know they refined it a lot, though. Like, yeah. in terms of it. They've been, like, yeah. every single year. Because the car's been out for, what, it's over 10 Since, years. Since uh, so. 2008. Yeah. 2007 yeah. in Japan, 2008. Yeah. So it's been out for a really long time. Um, so, obviously, every single year, they're making improvements, improvements yeah. to the car, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, they're making that. So very possible it's different today but i'd definitely be interesting to see what a interested to see what a new one would, would be like because they've had all this time to make refinements well hopefully um somebody in one of the auto manufacturers a dealership or uh, nissan itself if you could be so kind and bless us here yes. with the ability that'd be great to test drive test drive or just do a review do a that'd review on it I, we'd be yeah. ever so grateful I will point out one thing though with the GTR and M4 comparison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The whole the, back in 2007, the whole purpose of the GTR is the Lambo kit, the budget Lambo killer, right? Yeah. Supercar killer. Supercar killer. Excuse yeah. me. Supercar yeah. killer. That is the priority. That is its job. The fit yeah. and finish, not necessarily. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. all I got to say. Power performance yeah. oriented. That's it. Yeah. That is very true. Right. 100% yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I think it's. Uh, I don't think it, that is the purpose of the car today. No. Uh, when it first came out, I agree. Yes. Um, and the BMW, even though it's an M car, still it's still a BMW. They have to. They have certain 
I guess, build traits that they like to keep true to. It is it, um, it is still um, somewhat of a luxury brand, right? Uh, it is a luxury brand. It is a luxury brand. And through the lowest model, the one series, to the M8, which is, I think, the most, no, I think the seven series is the most expensive. But to from their cheapest model to their most expensive model, they generally don't have cheap materials in their in their cars. Yeah, um, which I am grateful for. As much as some, as a young car enthusiast, I was not able to afford <laughs> those luxuries. Yeah. I still am grateful for because I have ridden in quite a few BMWs, and I can definitely say comfort is not something they skip up. Yeah, not at all. Well. Um, on to just the last bit uh what do you have any uh, yeah, plans for the future in, in regards to both your cars uh any plans for the future as to what it's um you're orientating it for um yeah so for me eventually the, the car will be a full track car. Mm -hmm. um the reason i bought the car uh, it's you know i could have bought any car but i went to buy this car because i like this car i didn't like the new one um I personally don't like the look of the, the front. I'll get one um, behind Just joking. <laughs> um, personally don't like it. So my car is going to be a track-focused car. Okay. Um, that's its, that will be its purpose. And I have a I, big GT wing on top? No. But, <laughs> um, it will be a track-focused car. I'm going to enjoy the car for what it is today. Um, it still has warranty on it. You know, it, it's just some spirited drives. Yeah, just going to enjoy it for as long as I can, and when I need to, or when I'm when I plan or when I plan to, it's going to be a full track. All right, so awesome. that's that's the goal. What about you, you George? What, what's any what's the orientation for the GTI? I think for me, um, for the GTI, it's definitely going to be I'm going to build on top of the ultimate um, ultimate daily. So it's more so in driver driver enhancement, um, the things I do touch. So okay. shift knobs, yeah. short shifters, cosmetics, um, to that nature. I think no firm plans as of now. I want to enjoy the yeah. car as is. Um, yeah. I think that one of the biggest pain points I do have with the car is the uh, the headlights. Um, I do have the base three door. That's a Canadian yeah. spec, so it has the halogen that comes out of the regular Mark Seven Golfs. So um, I do. I did just purchase a, a set of um, Golf R replicas that are Euro specs, so no orange blacked out halos yeah. so that's going to improve my visibility from a from a day-to-day -day standpoint and i think from a looks perspective that was my only pain point with the car okay. um so i think that's fixed i'll just enjoy the car looks right. like uh Excellent. i'm gonna uh to our listeners and our viewers i'm gonna have to change the purpose for my wrx from the ultimate daily to the ultimate oem plus daily driven car because yeah. he hasn't actually done any performance modifications I have gone stage I, two. My car is tuned stage one, by the way, guys. Oh yeah. Okay. So then. Oh, so then. It is, okay. It so is again, again, he. Yeah. I, I apologize, yeah. but now he's also stolen my ultimate OEM plus title again. So I'm gonna have to figure out another one. Well, if you, you guys have any suggestions, let me know. Maybe I'll throw on a turbo onto the Mazda three and all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> turbo Master three. That's gonna be some hard, hard uh, engine times with that high compression engine. Yeah. Uh, sky active is it sky yeah, active yeah it's super okay. yeah so yeah, yeah. We'll, well we'll see we'll see how that happens yeah. well nonetheless guys um i just wanted to thank you guys for coming by and hanging out again um yeah. it's always a pleasure um where do you are do you plan to have any kind of uh, social media showing your your build process for the the m4 or where they can look at it 
Um, eventually, yes. Okay, so uh, I don't have anything right now, but, but you will. I, I definitely will. Okay, so when I get that, I will put that in uh, the comments or the show notes. Uh, what about you, George? Where can people yeah. find you? So my my car dedicated account is at nostalgia.autoworks. So it's on Instagram. Jamal will put it on to, uh, on the description. So feel free to follow me. It will yeah. be for both the Miata. Um, as well as the GTI and also just the car scene um, yeah. within South and Southwestern Ontario. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you. Okay, all right. So if you guys need to follow that, Nostalgia Auto Works, I will uh, get Ryan's M4 build site uh, eventually, and I'll put that in there as well. Um, and you can always find me at Locked Automotive Media on Instagram and Locked Automotive Media on YouTube as well. So I want to thank you guys for coming and thank you, our viewers and listeners for watching. And until next time, peace out. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Locked Automotive Media. If you have any suggestions of car enthusiasts or influencers in the automotive community that you'd like for me to interview, please reach out to me via Instagram at Locked Automotive Media. That's L-O-C-D Automotive Media. And as always, it's a pleasure and a privilege to share my passion with you, my amazing audience. Until next time, sayonara.